the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. And this week is so exciting because I have Jamie Lynn Spears on. She is absolutely amazing. She was a child star on Nickelodeon. She's a sister of Britney Spears. She had a teen pregnancy at age 16. And now she is reinventing herself in country music, and she is kicking butt. She has a special coming out on TLC on June 26th called When the Lights Go Out. And she is the most authentic, sweet person ever. I cannot wait for y'all to hear this interview. So y'all give it up for Jamie Lynn Spears. Hey, Jamie Lynn Spears. Hey, how are you? Awesome. We're sitting here in your hotel room. It's CMA. Wait, no, it's CMT week. CMT week. CMT oh God, week. So right. CMT Music Awards and it's also CMA Festival week. Yeah, CMT Awards are during CMA Festival week. So, so much going on. Yes. We got the whole squad in here. You got your you got your hair and makeup peeps. You got some styling going on. Got my baby girl, my mama. Your baby girl and your mama. And I have to say, shout out to Maddie. She's running the camera. She is. How's it looking? <clears throat> How's it looking, Maddie? Do we look good? We do. Do we need to like fix our hair or anything? Everything's going go, going well. Yes, it is. Okay, great. Okay, great. We're recording. I have recorded a couple of interviews and it didn't record. Do you go back and do them again? It was Cree Harrison's and Kelly Pickler's. Oh my god, oh, it was like no. they're so sweet. Cree, let me redo it. So oh, that was so, so nice. Funny. But yes, now my my biggest fear now is that they don't record. But so we got it going on. Recording. Okay. Okay. So I want to start with some. Would you rather? Okay. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> If you, well, okay, this is an I would do other. This is a question. If you could be the pet dog to any celebrity, who would it be and why? <laughs> Maddie, do you have an answer? <laughs> um, to any celebrity? Mm-hmm. I think it would be the president because they have like, you know, they're usually like really high bred and well-to-do dogs. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? So you're like kind of the elite dog and you're like, Almost sort of royalty. You are. So therefore, I would think it'd have to be that. That would Good be Good answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I feel you, girl. Yeah. What about you, Maddie? What celebrity would you want to be a dog to? <laughs> Who are the cool, like, young people? Like, we like crush. right now, um, she, we just went to the Billboard Awards, and she actually got to meet Demi Lovato and Demi, Demi Lovato was like beyond nice to her and took time to like talk to her as a little girl and as a person. And so that's number one in her book right now because she's she so like, cool. yeah, cause she got like real, she was like really, really sweet to Maddie. So Maddie really loved that. So that's our new favorite right now. Okay. Yeah. I like her and she sings awesome songs too. Yes. She sings awesome and she is awesome. So she's totally like awesome. Okay. Demi Lovato. Love her. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be hairy all over or completely bald? Completely bald. <laughs> Completely bald. Yes, by far. I hate I hate hair and I hate wet hair. Oh my gosh, wet hair. Like I can't. Like, do I you see... shave your arms or anything? Oh no, no. Like me, like my like me, like personally, I, I probably like I'm always being told I need to shave my legs by my <laughs> husband. But I'm talking about like long wet hair, like in the sink and stuff. Oh, it's the worst. So I would think if you have it all over you and it's in the tub or something, that I would have a meltdown. I agree. 
and just hairiness. Yeah. It's like on your head and everything else. That's all fine. But like on your body, I just would prefer nothing. I'm with you. Yeah. I like a clean slate. Yeah. Okay. If you could go through a whole day, would you rather go through a whole day with a very visible panty line or lipstick on your teeth and not knowing either one? And this is like, say, a day of interviews or a day of TV. I think panty line, because most of the time in interviews and stuff like that, you're sitting down. So you can kind of, like, hide your panty line or something. <laughs> but if you're on your teeth, you're going to look like, first of all, who do you have around you that's not telling, telling you, you that you have something on your teeth? So I think panty line. Okay. I, gr- I agree with you. Okay. So I'm going to start from the beginning. You're okay. from Kentwood, Kentwood, Louisiana. Yes, I'm from Kentwood, but I live in Hammond, Louisiana now. So. Okay. How far apart are those two? Like 35, 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. What's it like living in, ha- how do you say it? Hammond. Hammond. Hammond, yeah. What's life like in Hammond? Um, It's very family-oriented, and it's where my daughter's school is. It's where my husband's, bu- my husband's business is. It's a great mixture of, like, still has the historic downtown. Love. But also, you know, we have Target, and we have all that kind of stuff. So that way, I, but it's not too big. It's just, it's like just right. It's yeah. just like the Best mixture. And the people are nice. Yes, the people are nice. They are. That's great. It's, it's nice to be near your roots, too. Exactly. That's where my support system is. So that's, that's where your, fam- your mom and dad live? Yeah. So, I mean, my dad travels a lot. My mom travels a lot. But, yeah, home base is Louisiana for us. And that's great. So then yeah. you can travel a lot. Like, you're hopping into Nashville this week, but you always go back. Exactly. It's nice to, like, have home be separate from work, especially when she's in school. Because that way I get to just come here, focus on my work, but then go back home and just be a mom and just be a part of the community. Look at you being all smart, figuring out life. Yeah, you know, you gotta have you gotta have that separation. You do. Yeah, it's important. Okay, so you, oh Tristan, also we have PAs helping us with the camera too. <coughs> you it's were born into the entertainment industry, basically, because yes. your sister is obviously Brittany. Yes, and you grew up on tour with her, basically. Did you sh- show up? Like, I, I watched your, re- I went on your website. And, like, you were, like, giving manicures and pedicures, like, on a flight. Yeah. Like, hanging out backstage. Everyone always are like, how was it like to grow up like that? And for me, it was the only thing I knew. So, to me, it was my normal. I think everyone has their definition of normal. That was my normal. My sister worked, and I got to travel and see the world. Did you go worldwide with her? Yes. I would go overseas, and, you know, we do all that. But I I wouldn't be able to go for too, too long because I did have school. So, usually it was, like, summer or, like, I'd get... I'd get, like, you know, some excuses from school to where I'd have to do the work, though, still. So, for me, growing up that way was just kind of a really a big blessing. I find that's why now I find hotels and tour buses like a second home. It doesn't feel like adjusting to me. There's something about it that feels like my childhood. It feels comfortable. Yeah, for sure. So, where were your favorite places that you traveled as a kid? And did you understand what was happening when you were that young, seeing all that? Or was it, like you said, just your normal? It was not. It was It was really, I didn't understand. But at the same time, I was really, like, I was, I was so confused that my sister was famous. I knew she sang, but I didn't understand why she was famous. Like, I didn't, like, my version was, wait a minute. So, she's like, Mariah Carey, I don't understand. Like, I didn't get, like, why is she at the same things they're at? So, that was confusing to me. But my favorite places we went was Germany actually was really beautiful. Mama, wasn't it Germany where the animals would, like, come up to you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so we would like the animals would like come up to you in Germany. And it was just gorgeous. Something I remember vividly, like as a kid, remembering that. And then also um, we went to Nevis, West Indies for a vacation. Oh my gosh, how was that? And it was just it was so great because we brought the family and everything. So it was and how awesome. old were you when you started traveling like this? Um, I have to say about my daughter's age, seven, eight. So Maddie's kind of the same way, just growing yeah. up seeing all this. Yes, and uh, I mean she was born with you know that kind of world around her so she didn't understand for the longest time why like all the entertainers weren't kin to her so she'd like (laughs) see them on she'd see them on tv and she'd be like so that's my aunt too like what you know what I mean like she didn't get like it's funny how children don't relate right what you know that it's different for other people like they just think that oh everyone sings everyone does that exactly well that's what you see exactly so when did it click for you that okay this is like different than other people's lives and when did it click for you that you loved it and wanted to do it yourself um I think the thing was while Brittany was doing all her stuff I was able to still really be a kid and so it was just fun for me I didn't think about it too much but then whenever I started working which I was like nine and a half I started working that's when I understood okay, it's not all just fun and games. There's sacrifices. There's responsibility. I loved it, and I enjoyed it, especially as a young girl being able to go out there and, you know, entertain people. But you start to understand the grasp of, like, oh, okay, yeah, you don't just go do this or go do that things. Or, you know, this is this is an adult world you're working in, even though you're a kid. So I think for me that's when I understood, oh, this is, like, a job. This is what she does. It's not just yes. something that we're on. And so your first role was in Crossroads. Yes. You were the younger version of her. Yes. Is that when you realized that like, you loved acting? Because you started in acting. Yeah. I actually loved just playing skits and roles and, like, making up. I made up characters, and I would make up things just on tour, actually. So it wasn't Oh, like, yeah, because you said you were always dreaming stuff up and, like, so creative. Yeah, I would make up characters, and then I guess... Nickelodeon must have seen some footage from one of Britney's documentaries or something. And when they saw that, they asked me to come in and audition for all that. That's exciting. Yes, yeah, so I went in and auditioned for all that with some characters I'd made up, some scripts. And it's called they, All That. Yeah, it's called All That. Yeah. And um, that's where I started, and they liked it. And, uh, and that was nine years old for you. Yes, and one of the characters I made up actually made it onto the show. <gasps> Who? It was uh, Louise McGillicuddy. And who's Louise McGillicuddy? Well, no, her name on the show, her, le- her name on the show was Thelma Stump because they had to change it because... I called her Louise McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy? I don't know where I got that name from. But apparently, (laughs) apparently that name was already used in something, so we had to change the name. Louise McGillicuddy was already used? Yes, so Nickelodeon. (laughs) You know, they look into the legal side of things. As a kid, I was just being silly. But um, they changed the name to Thelma Stump. And who was Thelma? What was she like? She was an 84-year-old bodyguard. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would... My ver- no, my version of it was my granny Lexi, who I loved dearly. Okay. And then my sister's security guard, who was Big Rob. So I would combine the two and act like I was the old lady, like on tour protecting, and I'd make up all these funny things. So what would she act like? I mean, she just was like, had she was very sarcastic, very dry, and um, didn't care who you were or what you did. She just was like, you know, that way. So then went on all that. What they did is they had me guarding the entrance to where celebrities would be coming in, uh, okay. and I wouldn't let them in. So that was their version of it. Which, oh, that's was, awesome! Yeah, it was really fun. That nine-year-olds, you're like inventing part of your TV show. I know. I don't know. I should have. <laughs> I should have gotten producer rights for that. Right? I mean, come on. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was really. That was a 
really um, cool experience being on all that. And that led to Zoe 101. Yes. And that was a really big show on Nickelodeon. Which you won, what, Best Actress? Nickelodeon um, Best Actress? Like, two words for it. What was yeah, it? Kids' Choice Award? Young Artist Award? Yeah. some Yeah. But I definitely remember winning the um, Kids' Choice Award. Because at that time, in that world, that was, like, our award. Yes. You know what I mean? We only had one award show that was kind of cool. So, to yeah. me, it was really cool to win that. Best but Actress? It was, yeah, and it was a fan-voted thing. So, I think it was, like... I'm pretty sure it was a fan voted thing, but I don't really know. But I, you know, I got the whole little blimp and everything. It was really cool. So was that fun for you to like start your own career? Because you had obviously grown up in it and now you're starting your own. I think because I grew up around it, I really didn't, I never thought anything different. I knew I was creative. I knew I wanted to express myself in a creative way. But I think at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, you don't know the best way you want to do it. You don't know. Oh, my gosh. You just know, you're, you, just know you have it in you and you want to get this energy out of you. So as a child, that's how I expressed it. But obviously, as I got older and wanted to figure out how I wanted to tell my story and what kind of future I wanted to have, as an adult, you can identify what your creative outlet is. Right. As a child, you do everything. But for me as an adult, music was the way that my creative outlet made the most sense. Okay, so I want to get to your country music. So, But what's exciting, I think is so cool, is you have a documentary coming up on TLC, yes. which is airing June 26th. Yes, June and, 26th. oh, the trailer is like Thank so good. Thank you. Are you so excited? I am. I, I worked on this for a while in secret, which was hard for me because my fans like, when is the new music coming? When are we going to, I'm like, wanted to be like, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm doing. But, you know, to get content that's real, and to, get, time. and to show your story, honestly, it takes time. You can't just, you know, put some silly stuff together. So for me, um, it was really important. People met me as a child, and I think that there's been a disconnect. People want to know, okay, we met her as Zoe. She had a child at a young age. She's Brittany's sister. And then seven or eight years go by, and then people are like, wait, who are – who, who is she? I, we just know her as a kid. So I think it's really important for me to bridge the gap. That's, to say, like that. this is who I am as an adult, and this is how I got here. This is my story. I know I stayed away for a while, but this is them. This is my way of introducing myself as Jamie Lynn, the grown-up. And that. that's kind of and just that's kind of important. Put it out the way you want to put it out there. Yeah, and especially in country music, people want to know your story. They want to know yes. why you sing the words you sing. And I think it was important for me to finally say, okay, let me let them into who I really am so that way people understand where I, you know, they understand that it's not just Zoe. There's there's a person behind it, and this is what's been going on in the past few years. So that way they get to meet me as a person. Because one of the, your lines in it that I thought was so awesome was you said, I'm not just, what is the quote that you said? You said, I'm not just a child star. I'm not just somebody's sister. I'm not just a teen mom. This is the real story. Were people hard on you for a while? Like, and in, in when it all happened, when you had Maddie and got pregnant, I feel like people were ruthless a little bit. Yeah, I think that because of the entertainment industry, people see us as just these figures and not people. Real people. And it sounds really cliche, but I was a kid who... Um, was in a situation that was very scary already, very scary for my whole family. And I think Wait, that... what do you mean? Just when I was found out I was pregnant. Oh. And so... Why was it... Oh, just because you're so young. I was 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So it was like, it's a very scary situation in the first place. So I think that people had their opinions, and rightfully so. I was a child star who became pregnant, so I understand that. But I think that, um, you know, I wanted to take full responsibility. And I also, I needed to make a decision that I had to sleep with every night. 
So I just kind of tucked away and went away from it because I knew they were going to be hard on me. So I just didn't want to, I didn't want to put myself in any more situations to give them any more ammo. Yeah, exactly. Is that why you kind of took a breather for a while? Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to first off sit back and raise my daughter. Which she's the cutest. So congratulations on being a great mom. Thank you. Raising a great daughter. Yeah. But that was important. But that's really mature of you at such a young age to like have the wisdom inside to be like, okay, I'm going to just like take some time out of this industry. Even though your career was like on fire, yeah, you took did what was right for you, which is a big move. Well, I think that, um, I think it was one of those situations where I wasn't just thinking about myself anymore. And I need to figure out who I was as a person because I'd been in the industry for so long and you get so caught up in everything, even at that age, that it was important for me to step aside, figure out who I was as a woman and also figure out what kind of future I was really going to make for me and my daughter. So what did you come up with in those years? That's when I started writing. That's, That's when you fell in love with songwriting? Yes. I, when she was three months old, I came to Nashville for the first time, and I started writing. And, and now she's going to be eight this June. So basically I'd come for the first year of her life. I'd come here one week out every month and just write. And it just was so, it felt so good. You love songwriting. I, well, I loved the fact that for the first time, coming from a world where I was, you know, supposed to be perfect and all these things, it was so nice to get in a room where they said, no, you could say whatever you want. This is where you tell your story. It felt so freeing to me. So was this like the first time you could just express, and it's through music, so you don't actually have to come out and say it. Exactly. It's through a song. Exactly. And it was really freeing to me and really cool that I could do that, and it felt really safe at the same time. So when my daughter turned about a year old, I moved to Nashville and I came here and I just really focused on writing and figuring out who I was as an artist. Did you always know you wanted to do country music? I always knew that I wanted to tell my story. So when I came to Nashville and I started writing music, it just led itself to country and your music. Your voice has such a like a beautiful country well, undertone you. to it. I well, mean, I you grew could go, up in Louisiana. Yeah. So I mean, I think that like that's just a part of who I am and it's just a part of, you know, what you grow up around is what you are. And so I think that it just felt like home. It really did. So who are some of the writers that you love? Because I know you're working with Corey Crowder, and he's producing your project. Yes, he is. Corey Crowder is producing my he's project. He's great. Love him. He's so, just so easy so to nice. be around, which is so nice. There's no pressure. He just really cares about what makes you happy and what's going to build you up. But Liz Rose is like my music mom. I say oh it a hundred times over. She is. She gen- wrote Girl Crush. Oh She's gosh. written everything. There's nothing she probably hasn't had some touch in of writing you know I and I feel like to having a woman like that on your side who is just there because they want to support another young girl who's doing what she does and I think that that's been a big big help for me um having someone like her around me as well so do you feel like Nashville is really where you came into your own um yes I would say that when I moved to Nashville it was Really, it was me becoming an adult, figuring out my own life every single day. It was me becoming a working single mom as well. You know, I was here with my daughter, and I was learning how to work and be a mother. It was like, How'd you juggle that? Um, I had a great support system as well. Uh, I had uh, I had everything scheduled out really well, but I also had um, one of my friends who moved here for a little bit and was kind of like her nanny. So when I'd go to work during the day, she'd be with her. And, That's great. And that was another reason I decided to move back to Louisiana, though, is because I wanted my daughter to grow up where I grew up and have me mom take her gymnastics if I'm working or, Aww. you know, something like that. It was That was another reason that I moved back home from Nashville. 
So figuring out scheduling, working, being a single mom, and then dating comes along too because you met your man. Like, how did that happen, and how did you figure all that balance out? Um, <clears throat> well, he actually was a friend of one. Of, he was best friends with my friend's uh, boyfriend who they'd been together for. So I always saw him. It wasn't like somebody I didn't know who he was, but I never looked at him really that way. Little did I know he had been really – he had Crushing liked me you? for a while. Yeah, and I didn't know that. So when – I, um, when Maddie was about a year old, I don't know. I just, they asked us to go on a date with all fours together. And right then it was just, so your best friend, her boyfriend and Jamie, yes, my husband. husband. Yeah. And it was like a, we all went and looked at Christmas lights in new Orleans and it was, <sighs> it was the weirdest thing. It just felt right from right then and there. And, um, you know, I put him through a little hell for the next two years. By but what? <laughs> like I'd break up with him. Cause I was like, I just need to focus on being a mom and working. And then he just, was really consistent through it all you know he gave me my time to grow up that's great he gave me my time to make sure that i wanted to be with him because i wanted to be with that him. so he like he showed you he wanted to be there for you yeah i mean he had his fun while i was you know figuring it out don't be wrong he didn't sit around and twill his thumbs but yeah <laughs> he definitely you know he allowed me to do that he knew i needed to do that um and i think that uh that's the reason it's the way it is now it's just easy and when it's easy and it's safe that's when you're supposed to be there and don't you love that you kind of have, like, the same name? We have the exact same name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got a double name. And then my daddy's name is uh, Jamie as well. So is Jamie big in Louisiana or just was this coincidental? No, I just think my parents, by the time they had me as a third <laughs> kid, they didn't feel like figuring out another name. So they just named me Jamie Lynn, which is my parents' name combined. <laughs> I love that. Jamie and Lynn. How and great is that? It's fabulous. I love the thought. <laughs> it's Brittany, it. Brian, and then Jamie Lynn. Like, Brittany, Brian, Jamie Lynn. Normally, parents keep the like the theme oh, the of bee. like yeah. <laughs> a lot, well, a lot of medicine was given to her at my birth. You just had to make sure your legacy was in full force. Okay, Christian's mm-hmm. trying to wrap us up. It's only been twenty minutes. You said thirty. Can we have ten more minutes? We're we're doing. Tristan is like cracking the whip. I know he is Jamie Lynn's tour manager, and he is keeping us on a tight schedule. Okay, we're gonna just like getting all red. You're making us like getting all red and sweaty, Tristan. Okay, we have a fitting. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Sorry. Hey, I'm blaming Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm blaming Florida's weather. Oh, is that where you came from? No, the weather delayed my flight. Oh, from Florida. No. Yeah, the what, so the plane, plane was late. Oh, because they have See, a tropical storm. Yeah, so my, in New Orleans was fine, but it just was the plane coming from wherever. Okay. It was delayed. Okay, so I want to talk to you a little bit about, just a few more things, Tristan, then we're going to wrap up. You wrote, I got the boy for Jana Kramer. Yeah. That has to be an amazing feeling as a writer to not just be an artist, but now your songs, other people are singing and making them hits across the country. Like, how did that feel for you? It was really unexpected, but one of the coolest experiences ever. Because as a songwriter, you know, that song was written probably five or six years ago now. And I kept... Was it based on a true story? Yes. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Oh. And so... um, (laughs) Uh, uh, I wrote it probably five or six years ago and with the wonderful co-writers I wrote it with and I kept holding on to it and I'm sure they were getting frustrated like what is she going to record this what is she doing but then I finally said you know what I'm not in that place anymore this song needs to find the right home and I think the home it needed was Jana I think that and as a songwriter such a cool experience to hear a song that you know had a little piece of your heart go to another artist and really that's its home that's where it should be it was and just she really loved cool. it like her own, you know, like it, and that's it why it worked. Yeah, that's why it worked because 
the song found the home that it needed to be with. And it was her. It's like magic. It is. It really is. So cool. Yes. And you have a single coming out the same day as your special on June 26th. Tell me about the single. Well, is it coming out? Oh. 17th single. Uh, Okay, so sleepover. So when is this coming out? June seventeenth. Yes, I guess June seventeenth is when the sleepover is coming out, and it's. I'm really excited. I've been working on this obviously for a while now, along with the documentary. But it's really. I think that for a while there, being a young mother and taking yourself so serious and trying to be perfect, that that's the tone my music had. I really wanted to set the tone and give myself, as an artist, my story. And I think that that's what the documentary does. But I need to also remember I'm 25. I need to have a little fun. I can be flirty and sexy and confident, even though I am a wife and a mother. And I think that's the tone of the new music. Sleepover is very flirty but confident, but still the girl's in control. So I think that's what I – I think that's – kind of the new tone of my new music i love it you're just kind of like owning all parts of yourself exactly I, I think it's important for me and it was a side of me i was always a little afraid to embrace and why I'm, I'm not i don't know i just think for me i wanted to um just be this very like to myself kind of person like i almost saw like i almost used to see like a softer side of myself as a weakness but that's not true you know i you, get that being young is a weakness or something and that's not true and you wanted to act like you had it together yeah, and like exactly. knew everything you wanted to do and yeah and i think that being flirty and fun is just as cool as having your crap together as well i totally agree with that because sometimes yeah, that's like a, a bad like people think that's like a bad rep but that's a side of exactly. us as women exactly i mean i think that that's what you need to embrace as long as you're in control of the situation then you know what? It's fine to have a little fun and to be flirty with your man, and that's all that matters. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so then you recently did your Opry debut. Yes. And that was like a big night for you, super emotional. Not only because it was your first debut, you're filming it for your special, and then your brother and sister surprise yes. you and introduce you. Walk me through those feelings of the whole experience. I had no clue. Like, there was no clue I did not know whatsoever. I was in Nashville to shoot my documentary um, covering this performance at the Opry. I had my family here and had no clue that my sister was coming. So I'm about to walk on the stage and I noticed that the man, he's normally like, you know, they say, and here's Jamie Lynn Spears. He walks off with the microphone into the middle of the stage and I'm like, what is he doing? Why? What's, what's going on? And daddy's like, Beside me, he's like, don't walk on yet. And I'm like, you don't know. You are you don't run this show. What do you mean, <laughs> don't walk on yet? And then all of a sudden, they said, we like to, you know, have surprises and break traditions or whatever it is, they said. And then all of a sudden, out walks my sister, and I just melted, and I had to go sing songs and was don't really a, remember any of it. Was that a big deal for you because you have grown up supporting her, and now she's supporting you? Like, did I that think, feel cool? I think it was a big deal to me that – my whole family was there. It was, it's so rare that all of us are all in one place. And so them all being there, especially for me, and I didn't even have to ask or, or like make it a big deal. They just were there. And I think that was like what was such a big deal to me. I love that. Thank so you. what is your relationship like with Brittany? Because she said when she introduced you that you are her heart and soul. And she loves you more than anything in the world. Well, my brother and sister, my brother is 14 years older than me. My sister's 10 years older than me. So it's like a second set of parents. It wasn't the normal sister, like, um, you know, bickering kind of thing. I was like, I was her little doll. I was like her little baby. And so it was definitely, um, you know, I feel like I was her first child. Okay. And I think that's why the relationship is, is the way it is. So what is it like for y'all? Are y'all just like great oh, now friends? It's di- no, now it's different. Now it's like I feel like now 
it's like she still wants to treat me like that, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes I'm the more the one who's like cracking the whip about like <laughs> what we need to do and what's going to happen. So I feel like now I'm the one that's more in control of my whole family. <laughs> Just, you got this on lockdown. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So we're wrapping up, Tristan. This is it. We're on our last questions. I don't want to get in trouble, Dad. I know. Don't want to get in trouble, Dad. <laughs> so I have to make sure I've covered everything I want to talk about. Basically, we have. Okay. Um, what are you looking forward to in these next five years? Cause you, you're doing this country music, you're committing to it full force. This is like where you found your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. You're doing your documentary saying, this is who I am. What are you looking forward to in these next five years? I think I'm really looking forward to being able to truly be my real self as an artist, as a person and have people see that like it or not, but really being honest with myself. How would you describe your real self? Um, I think my real self is, um, I think I'm a lot of things. And I think that embracing all of those sides of yourself are important. So I think in the next five years, I'm just really excited to get on stage, have a good time, write songs, and not apologize for just, not really apologize for just being who I am. You know, within reason, of course. I'm right. not going to go and act an ass but but you want to show all sides of you exactly and I think that it's going to be really freeing for me to do this documentary and to kind of say the things and talk about the things that I kind of would be shy about I think this will be a good way for me to say okay it's all out there let's just let's move forward now so this is like your autobiography like this is like you just going through it all putting it all out there and saying like I'm telling you how it is so you don't have to like make judgments for me I'm just giving it to you yes I'm just you know people can take and dissect it but at the same time i I think honesty is the biggest thing. And through the next five years, I think that um, that's kind of just the main thing is just going out there and just being less afraid. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So I like to end every interview with a little segment called Leave Your Light. Okay. And so basically, how have you been inspired or how would you like to inspire people who are fans of you? Um, I think that... The one thing I would want people to know is that you can't be so hard on yourself. It's one of those things that everyone's going to have an opinion about everything, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of your mistakes because they're really not, it's, it's really not the end of the world. I think for me, it's like what's inspires me is seeing people who keep moving forward and that's what I want to do. And, um, I really just want I want women and young girls to just love just love every part of themselves. All the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that. I just think that it's important for um no one to have to apologize. That's awesome though. Yeah. You just want women especially to mm-hmm. feel empowered and love themselves. We need to stop second guessing ourselves. We just yeah. need to stop. We just need to let it go. Just stop second guessing ourselves. Trust ourselves. Stop apologizing. Um, you know, it's really cool to be a lady. I love being a Southern lady because I can respect you, but at the same time I can stand up there with you and, you know, I can hold on. I think that's what's important. I love that. Thanks. Well, congrats on all of your exciting things. Thank you so much. And your special's coming out. This is going to air right before your special. So on June 26th on TLC. Yes. June 26th, TLC. Gotta check it out. Okay. Jamie, let's do Thank you. Bye. Caroline, she's the queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's on the inside, she got the scoop on the walls to watch, on the walls inside.
No one can do it quite like Caroline. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you loved hearing from Jamie Lynn Spears. She is such a doll. So sweet, so authentic, and I cannot wait to hear her new single, Sleepover, that's coming out June 26th, the same day her special airs on TLC. Next week is such a treat because I have one of the most famous songwriters in country music history. He has written over a thousand songs that have been cut by pretty much everyone. He's had 15 number one songs. He's had over like 10 top 10 songs, and some of his songs include... Clear Blue Sky by George Strait, one of my freaking favorites. Take Me As I Am by Faith Hill. If You Ever Stop Loving Me by Montgomery Gentry. Southern Voice by Tim McGraw. He also had that amazing song Cowboys Like Us by George Strait. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. He also talks about his road to recovery. He struggled with addiction, and he talks all about that. And his marriage to Pam Tillis. Bob DePiro is our featured guest, and you will not want to miss it. This guy is probably not only one of the most talented people, but also the most endearing and funny people. His stories will just make you laugh, and they might make you cry. So y'all tune in next week, and please subscribe to Hyper Caroline Hobby on iTunes, and leave some comments. Spread the word. Love y'all. See y'all next week.